Hey mama, I want to invite you to something. I am hosting a free anger management bootcamp on the podcast, May 13th through the 17th. Monday through Friday, there will be a new episode released teaching you where anger comes from and what goes on in your brain when you feel intense feelings, how to lower your stress and increase capacity levels as a mom, how to shift your mindset to align your actions with the mom that you want to be, and how to break generational anger patterns. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a day and sign up using the link in the show notes so you can get access to the episodes as soon as they drop and an email summary of the daily trainings, as well as access to a live Q&A call on the last day of the bootcamp. Invite one or three of your mama friends so they can learn how to manage their emotions well too. Link to sign up is in the show notes. I can't wait to see you in there. Let's get back into this podcast episode. If you like to know behind the scenes of my life, this episode is exactly it. So every month I do a monthly review and a big chunk of you really like to listen to these episodes. So apparently I'm going to keep making them for now. Um, I get to share what I want to share with you to just kind of get, let you in behind the scenes of my life, kind of what's going on with four kids, what's been happening. So this is my monthly review of the month May. So I live in Florida. If you don't know this, we live in North Florida, Northeast Florida, about 45 minutes away from the beach. And I had this thought this month. I'm like, why don't I go to the beach more? Like for real, why don't I go to the beach more? Because I keep telling myself I have to go with all the kids, but the truth is I have a toddler with me all day long. Why don't I just go to the beach just with her? And I just decided to, a couple times I went this month to the beach, just me and my toddler. And it was so good. We went to the beach, we played in the water, we walked along the beach, we played in the sand. We just went there for about an hour and a half. And then we came home, I put her for a nap, and then I was in my work mode. But it was just so fun for me and her. I am a little Nelly, my little girl's name is Nellie. She'll be two next month in in July. And it was just so fun to connect with her and have her enjoy the water, run after the birds and have a good time. It was really, really fun. So I am really thankful for that. I also got really sick this month. Um, it may, I don't know what it was, the bug that I got, but I had a sore throat. I had aches. I had cough. I had a runny nose. I just was like, for a week, just not myself. There were a few days that I was just like completely out. I was in survival mode, barely doing anything. My husband really had to like step in, take care of the kids, do the things. Um, there was an evening. I just like went to bed at seven 30. I said, I just can't, I can't handle it. Um, we just kind of like, I think he just got some takeout or made some really simple meals and just had the kids just eat whatever because I just could not take care. I don't know what it was. And then it just kind of went through the family. It took turns. As you know, sickness oftentimes doesn't hit everybody at once in the family. It just kind of passes on. And then my husband husband later on got it. So that was not fun. Okay. 
I also hosted a podcast meetup this month. If you listened to my previous episodes, you probably heard me invite you to a podcast meetup and it was really sweet. I had a couple women that actually showed up and I got to learn a little bit more about them and connect with them. We did a fun game where we asked like different questions and um, get to learn a little bit more about each other and it was really, really fun. I had a really great time and I plan on doing that maybe at the end of the summer and I would love for you to come and join because I thought it was super fun to just get to know you better and find out what you want me to do for you like what what um, content you want me to make for you how can I serve you better so that was super fun um, it was also Mother's Day uh, this past May, um, as you know, my kids made me breakfast and brought it in bed. Um, so my husband had to work that day. So that was hard, but, uh, I got takeout with the kids and I just made it easy and simple for myself. I, I did cry that day. You know, I actually get super emotional when I think about my mom. My mom is my one of my closest friends. She is so sweet. She's so precious. She's a woman of God. She's just an amazing woman. And I was thinking about that I missed her a lot. On Mother's Day, about a year ago, my family, we moved from Minnesota to Florida. And it's been a big transition for our family. And we really like it here in Florida, except I do miss my family. I do miss my family, especially my mom, because I have a good relationship with her. And just her support and her being able to be there for me and show up and just come in and take care of the kids and help out and just just even her emotional support. I, I love my mom a lot and I'm so truly grateful for her and our relationship. So I actually missed her a lot on Mother's Day. I was sad that I couldn't be there with her to celebrate her and I was discouraged and just cried. I let myself cry and be sad because it's okay. It's okay to be sad. Um, just because you're sad doesn't mean you made the wrong decision in life, but it's okay to grieve things and to be sad about things. So I, I did miss my mom on Mother's Day. So, and that was, that was, <laughs> that was really emotional for me, but I got to spend the day with my kids and just make the day as easy as I can for myself with, um, just chilling really, just chilling as much as I could <laughs> with having four kids at home with me. So um, the other thing is I'm in the process of starting to update some content for my course, Emotionally Healthy Mom course. So by the way, there's a link in the show notes if you are interested in checking that course out. So it's all about teaching you proactive things, strategies to set you up for success, to and teaching you emotional regulation skills, how to set boundaries, how to manage your emotions, how to manage your triggers, um, how to let go of control, and how to learn to be in control of your own emotions. So if that is something that you need support in, the link is in the show notes for you to join Emotionally Healthy Mom course. And I am updating the content on it throughout the summer probably. I recorded some new lessons and I will be putting them in slowly. <laughs> 
into the course as the summer goes on. So if that is something that you're looking for support in, I would love for you to join that course. There's also an option at this time to add on Voxer support, which is, um, it's like a walkie talkie type of app or voice messaging app where you get to ask me questions and I keep you accountable that you're going through the course and implementing what you're learning. So um, you get eight weeks of support with me. So I'm super excited to offer you this option at this point. Okay, so the other thing I had to share with you, oh my goodness, this was so creepy and scary and nasty. (sighs) Take a deep breath. Okay, if you live in Florida, you know, you know, you can expect snakes, but I, I know there's snakes around, but just, this is gross. The, so halfway through the month, I was trying to run an errand and I opened the garage door and my van is on the driveway and there's a big long snake right in front of my van on the driveway is gross. I'm holding my toddler. It's like, it's disgusting. It's about three feet long. It's nasty. And I was talking on my phone with my husband at that time and I did freak out a little bit. So I'm like, okay, I have to kill that thing or like do something with it. I can't just let that big thing be in my yard. And so I actually was on a walk earlier in the week and down our street and my kids have like been like talking to this old retired guy neighbor who actually, um, Anyways, he's retired and he had a conversation with me and he said, hey, there's a lot of snakes around here. Um, He's just feeding anxiety (laughs) to me. But he said, hey, I have this thing that kills snakes. So if you ever get a snake, here's my phone number. Uh, Call me and I'll come over right away because I live in the neighborhood and, you know, I'm retired. So I put my daughter in a stroller that was in the garage and, you know, strapped her in. And then I went and got the shovel from the garage and I went and I just pinned the snake down, um, cause it started to try to get away from me. And I called my neighbor and he came in, um, a couple of minutes later and he took care of the snake and he killed it. So anyways, it was gross. It was disgusting. I hate snakes. Something that my husband told me when we first got married, actually, when we were still engaged, he's like, you know what? I will protect you from everything or anything, except if there's a snake, I run. He just is super scared of snakes, and so am I. And so we both just absolutely hate snakes. And here it was, you know, in Florida, a huge big snake in our driveway. Okay, what else, what else? Um, I took my son to the dentist, Uh, my six-year-old son, who just turned six Uh, right now. I took him to the dentist this month. He has a bunch of cavities because I, as a mom, have not been on top of flossing. I have just told him to do it himself. He has this reach flosser thing, and that is pretty easy to do flossing with, but he hasn't been doing a good job. So now we have to take care of that, Uh, which, as you know, is not super fun. Now we have to be on top of him taking care of his teeth and flossing all the time uh he also had his graduation which was super cute um he kindergarten graduation um this is my son philip he is adorable he's super sweet he had to wear like a a cap and a gown and they had a whole performance and it was absolutely adorable and we had a great time and also something funny i wanted to say about him he's so freaking adorable and he he I asked him I'm like hey Philip what is your favorite part about school he's like 
eating my peanut butter and jelly sandwich at lunchtime. So he likes it's almond butter and jelly, but he calls it peanut butter and jelly. And he doesn't know it's almond butter. For some reason, he thinks it's peanut butter. Anyways, and so then I say, Philip, what is the worst part about school? What do you not like about school? And he says, waiting to eat my peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And I just thought that was so, so stinking adorable. So that that's my son. <laughs> He's six year old, six year old Philip. And I actually, yes, the other day, at, when it was his birthday, I have a journal for each and one of my kids that I started a few years back, um, about probably four years ago is when I started. And I would write to them things that they're doing, things that they're enjoying, something funny they did or said. And I would write it in that journal periodically. And I wrote in his journal about his birthday and all the things. And then I went back and I was rereading some of the things from four years back. And it was so sweet. And they made me tear up because I just get emotional when things like that. I was just like crying my eyes out, reading things that I journaled to him four years back. Some funny words that he was saying when he was two and just phrases that he would say and just things that he was doing as a toddler, things that he enjoyed doing when he was two because he's obviously like so different now when he's six. So I would encourage you to do that. Um, and you know, when I journal in for my kids, usually in my morning alone time, when I get up in my with before my family in the morning, I do journaling for myself, but some days I skip for my own journaling and I will journal for my kids. And I think that would be such a fun thing for you to do with your kids for your children. And then later on, give them that journal when they're all grown up and out of the house. Cause I, I just think it's so adorable because so many things we just forget as life goes on. Cause I would reread that journal and all the things that he would say or do. And I'm like, man, I don't remember that. Just vaguely a few things. I don't remember any of the details. So looking back to the journal, it was just like sweet. And isn't that, it doesn't have to be long. It can be like five minutes. And it's just the basic journal that I got at TJ Maxx or something like that. And um, yeah, just do that. Do that for your kids. I would encourage you. Um, I think it would be a fun memory for him, for them. All right, tell me if you relate with this. As a Christian, as a believer, I try to do family devotions with my kids in the evenings and having your kids settle down to read the Bible or listen to you read the Bible and for them to pray and for it to go nice and peaceful. There's a vision in my head and the reality is very different. I remember before I had kids, I had this vision of like, you know, sitting on the couch and the kids peacefully sitting next to me and just reading the Bible together and the kids just like smiling and hugging me. And maybe that happens sometimes, but the reality is the kids are arguing who's going to sit next to me, who's going to lay in my lap and whose back I'm going to rub. They're arguing which story we're going to read. They're annoying each other and making faces and touching each other's feet or whatever and then the other one is getting all frustrated and starting to scream and yell and you're trying to settle them well i'm trying to settle them so then we could um you know pray together and then the kids you know start making faces at each other and sometimes it's like oh i just want to give up i literally just want to give up sometimes because it's so darn hard to get these kids to cooperate and i'm like i'm trying to do this spiritual thing with you guys to like read and pray and connect with you guys and you guys are making it so hard 
And that's a negative mindset. I caught myself. It's a negative mindset. And sometimes our kids are just having rough days and they're having a hard time getting along and that's just the way they are. And we just try to simplify and instead of them taking turns praying, I just pray and that's it. That's it. We just have them go to sleep. So um, I just do my best. And sometimes things are really hard in the evenings with the kids. Okay. Um, a few more things. I started doing this thing initiating. And you can too. Now that it's nice outside for most of you. So we live in Florida. It's nice most of the year. But I started initiating this thing. Going on walks on family walks after dinner so sometimes my husband has to work or sometimes he was like not feeling well this past month sometimes he's you know has to, a bible study or something to attend so he's not around but we will eat dinner and usually i leave the kitchen a mess and we will all go for a walk in our neighborhood at 6 30 p.m as a family most days and i absolutely love it yes sometimes the kids argue and fight sometimes they ride the longboards sometimes they ride the roller skates or the bicycles or scooters and sometimes it's chaotic and crazy but at the same time i know that we're making memories they are walking they're moving their bodies they're processing emotions sometimes they share what's been going on at school sometimes they just toss a football back and forth with my husband as they're going on a walk and it's such a sweet time uh, for us to spend together and i am truly truly grateful for this opportunity because i know that there are many families that are not able to do that you can probably hear my little one in the background and i'm just about done here so i'm gonna keep going <laughs> she is gonna wait a few more minutes before i get her okay and so my son philip he turned six this month and it was memorial day and my husband had the day off and I decided that we we're going to go to the ocean and spend time together there. And then Philip wanted to go to Chick-fil-A to get, he wanted to get fries and chocolate milk. So that was our dinner, Chick-fil-A, and then spending time at the ocean as a family. He wanted cinnamon rolls for breakfast. That was pretty easy. And then he wanted a chocolate cake with a six and fire on top of it. So that's what we got. <laughs> and it was just so sweet to spend the whole day as a family. I am truly grateful and thankful to God that my husband and I have a good relationship and that spending family time and being together is life-giving and enjoyable and the environment has been like that. Of course, my oldest son is getting older, you know, he's having lots of attitude, that preteen stage, um, he's speaking in a disrespectful tone, we're working on it and my, you know, other kiddos get into arguments and stuff like that and it's, it's just part of life but I am just so thankful that we're able to spend time together. I wanted to give you my update on bloating <laughs> because last month I, I talked about how I'm struggling with bloating and I... I started to do some research and listen to some podcasts and just learning more stuff about it. So it sounds like dairy and gluten are big ones that cause bloating. So I cut those things out of my diet for the most part and my bloating is better. It's not like all the way gone and I think it takes a while for it to like leave your system. But I still definitely get it. I'm still trying to figure out if it's like other things, but um, it's 
been significantly less when I took out the gluten and the dairy, which really sucks in a sense. I know it's better not to eat those foods to begin with, but it just really sucks because my whole family still eats that. And it's like, I have to make different foods for myself than I have to make for my kids and my husband because changing their diet would be make be like extremely stressful right now and so, so hard. I mean, I can shift a little bit, but not very much because it's just hard. As you know, if you ever had to shift diet, unless it's like a really big thing that you have to do because somebody really has like food allergies and it's super hard and super bad. But like if it's just a sensitivity and it's just all oh, causing bloating, it's just hard. It's hard to make those changes. I feel like I'm missing out on some good foods. I feel like I'm kind of like grieving some of the old foods. I uh, sometimes will sneak a little bit of it because I just feel it's so hard. Come on, melted cheese. It's really hard to give up. Like some good pizza, really hard to give up. Not that I ate a junk, a bunch of junk before, but you know, like it's just hard to give up foods that you're so used to and shift to gluten-free, just things taste different. And sometimes I just get frustrated because I'm like, I don't know what to eat and I don't want to eat what I have. I want to eat the old things that I used to have. And anyways, it's just me kind of like whining and complaining. But if you've been in my situation, you know what it's like. But I definitely noticed that gluten and dairy are a contributor factor, contributing factor to my bloating that I need to make some changes in that area. So I am working on it and um, I'll see. Maybe I'll give you more updates in the summertime, but I, the thing I have noticed a lot is that I did cut out gluten for a while and then I went out to eat with a friend and they didn't really have many options. And so I ended up getting a sandwich over there and I had gluten and I definitely noticed that I felt really groggy and tired and just ugh, like that afterwards. I'm like, oh wow, it does really affect me. Um, and so I know that I do feel better without it, but I still truly miss the carbs and the pastries and things that taste good and that are sweet and <sighs> the melted cheese. That one's really hard to give up, but I'm working on it and I definitely know that it's helpful and to not have it and it's it's a lifestyle change, definitely, for sure. If you have some amazing recipes, because cooking is my biggest thing that it stresses me out, if you have some great recipes that are gluten-free and dairy-free, that taste really good, that are simple and easy to make and family-friendly, please email them to me, hello at emotionallyhealthylegacy.com. Like, I need help in this department, like for real. When I go on Pinterest or when I Google, I just get so overwhelmed and you know, I try to look at reviews, but then I don't want to try something and then it not be good and waste food. Like, help me out, girl. Like, help me out. Help a friend out. Send me some great recipes. I really appreciate it. My friend, thank you so much for tuning in. I am so glad that you are here and you took the time to get to know me more and to connect with me and to listen to this podcast episode. If you're not on my email list, I would love for you to join. So if you go in the show notes, there is a link called five ways to calm down when you're feeling triggered. You get a free resource 
And you get to end up being on my email list where I send you weekly notes of encouragement and tips and updates and behind the scenes. So I would love for you to join and be on that email list. My friend, until next time, and this is your reminder, nobody benefits when you're running an empty and nobody suffers when you take care of yourself. You matter. You are important to my friend. I'll see you in the next episode. Hi friend. Did you learn something new or found value in this episode? If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with one Christian mama friend who has young kiddos and could benefit from this message? Word of mouth is the best way to spread the word and grow this podcast. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, would you please rate and review on Apple Podcasts so I know that this content is helpful and I can continue to create more episodes. This is really the only way for me to know that you are blessed by this podcast. I'll see you soon, my friend. God bless you.